Welcome to Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons epic fantasy adventure. My name is Alex, and I'll be your host and Dungeon Master. On the Great Isle, it is a time of religious wars, imperial domination, and an ancient evil reborn. Only one crew can save the world from utter destruction. They are... Magrain Silverbeard, Paladin of St. Eligius. Zalara Tremez, Wandering Elven Monk. Magnar Skorgrim, Goliath Sorcerer. Hibernate, the fire-kindled, wandering flameosopher. Okay, so um, actually after last recording session, you guys went through quite a bit and um, definitely hit a milestone after your battle with Marat Hall. We didn't really have a chance to level up at that point during the recording session, so I uh, had you guys do that after last time and before this one. So to begin with, uh, you guys are now level five. And uh, you want to tell us, Ryan, what, what we got going on with Hibonite? So level five is not a massive level for sorcerers. I only got to change a few spells and I gained a new uh, sorcery point and my proficiency went up. So I decided, as I now have access to level 3 spells, with haste and fireball. Because fire, mm-hmm. it's, it's Hibonite, he likes fire. And then I got rid of a few spells. I also got rid of shocking touch and got prison testation because clean. But that was so useful. <laughs> yeah, it's like all three times I used it and it failed to hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so Kim, you want to tell us about Zalara, what she got going on at level five? Uh, for a monk at level five, I get an extra attack. So now I get to attack, attack, bonus attack. So that'll be fun. I also, uh, the normal proficiency bonus increase. My martial arts, um, I, with my fist, can now do 1d6 damage instead of 1d4. Nice. Uh, yeah. And then uh, extra key point, And I have the choice to spend one of those key points to do a stunning strike in which I can uh, stun an opponent until the end of my next turn. So that'll be fun. All right. Nice. Very cool. Um, ben, you want to tell us about Magnar? All right. So barbarians, true to form, there's not a lot going on they fight they hit stuff um i got an extra attack i can move 10 feet more and i rolled max hp for so that's freaking awesome so, so you're moving at uh, 40 feet i'm moving at 40 now nice i Almost still can't keep level. up with zalara oh, wow. but <laughs> especially after my speed increases next level hey haste continuing to <laughs> very true still yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam, what do we got going on with Margraine? Um, so he still gets to move 25 feet, so that's nice. Um, let's see. Other than the proficiency bonus, um, he actually got quite a bit. You know, got extra attack. So when I miss, I get to try again uh, because I miss a lot, and that's nice. Um, let's see. I got level two spells, which is very useful. So I got ones from uh, my my oath, which is nice. So I got calm emotions and hold person, which are real Ooh. nice for my oath spells. Yeah. And then I took zone of truth and eight because we can always use more health and people lie to us a lot. <laughs> um, so that's that's what I'm going for. Um, other than that, you know, just HP up and that sort of thing took the standard HP up because I don't want to rely on my rolling. I, I um, can't wait to see him. <laughs> yeah, I get that truth. too. Yeah. Yeah. So Zone of Truth is going to be cool. Uh, okay. I to use it. So who wants to tell us what happened last time? I think that will be me. So last time we we left Durnholm. We actually started our foray into the mountains. Um, it was a pretty hard slog for a while. And we ran into a fight of some red demons and and some, some soldiers, you know. Uh, we found out after all the soldiers died and, you know, we finished killing the demons that all of those soldiers were, were friends of ours. Gray and Sophie and everybody. So 
that was fun. Um, we, we, we gave them a nice funeral pyre, uh, thankfully, and, you know, nice, nice rites and took some of their, you know, personal possessions and stuff in case we can ever get those to people that actually, you know, might miss them and continued on. And we left off with some really creepy stuff happening and a thing I don't quite know what it is. And, you know, uh, yeah, lots of limbs and, you know, if I'm remembering correctly, like an amalgamation of like bodies and stuff and like crying. Uh, so that's a thing. So, yeah. Also, Hibonite taught Magnar how to cast uh, magic harder by yelling really loud. So it's a powerful lesson. That's right. You must not very can't abuse it. The most barbarian way to cast harder spells. Uh, all right. So yeah, that's right. You guys are, are in Umber's Pass, um, heading up Falstaff Peak, or you're trying to get there, um, and. You heard those voices. Uh, you saw this big amalgam of people. It looks like their bodies are all smashed together. Their faces are sticking out in different voices yelling, Help me! Help me! And then as you guys approached, they stopped. And then as one, all the heads turned. And their eyes got really wide. And it looks like they're about to yell at you. Um, I will say that they look terrified. And it looks like they could strike or run away, depending on how you respond. So... What would your guys' reaction be seeing that? All right, Magnar is going to put up his hands and slowly approach. We just want to help you. Okay, go ahead and give me a persuasion roll. I'm so good at those. (laughs) My plus one. Crit, 21. Nice. (laughs) What? (laughs) Nice. I was just going to fireball it back. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Well, then, uh, you know, let me... I'll make sure my didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. No, and I was sitting there I talking, was... thinking, you know, well, you should let me talk with my plus six now, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, let me make sure that they don't. Plus six don't mean anything when you can crit fail. <laughs> oh, it's, it's true, which I have many of the time, which you which you know. Okay, but... so. They see you approach them, um, or it, and all the faces kind of go from just being extremely tense and shaking, looking like they're about to scream, and then kind of slowly calm down a little bit, and one speaks up, some others are murmuring murmuring the whole time, help me, help me, help me, and one says to you, um, a woman's face, uh, a gnomish woman, who are you, why are you here? I'm looking for my wife, we just happened upon here. We're this not time here to uh, hurt you. This time, an elven man, a uh, very old elven man, starts speaking, and its head starts speaking and says, Well, I hate to tell you, but she's probably dead. Nothing survives. Is it? This isn't the area that we're looking for, right? Like, no. it's not Fal- Falstaff? What is it? it it's it's a pass that's on the way to... It's one of the points that... Um, what's his name? Brommel, Brommel. told you about. So you know you're going to okay. go through Umber's Pass and then Anduli Switchback, um, and then you should be on the uh, western-facing side. Um, there should be a camp of some kind up there, though you don't know what. Okay. I don't think she's here. How, how can we help you? You must protect us, or she will come, and she takes us. She will take us like she's taken all the other ones. Who is she? And this time, a a gnome speaks. We don't know. We haven't seen her face before. We just know it's a she, and she carries the amulet. It takes the souls. It's taken the souls of everyone who's faced the beast. What is the beast? 
The beast, she must control it. The beast, it flies high, it breathes fire, it, it rips us apart. We, we faced it, we faced it once so long ago. Luckily, we haven't been seen by her yet. Luckily, we haven't been seen by her yet. And they all start saying, luckily, we haven't been seen by her yet. Luckily, we haven't been seen by her yet. I see. Magnar turns around to the others. <laughs> <laughs> With a look of, help me. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and uh, Margarine will Margarine will step up and we'll, we'll protect you if you need it. They're working themselves into something of a fervor here. Um, go ahead and give me another persuasion roll. Uh, Magnar or me? Margarine. Margarine. Okay. Yeah, because you just spoke. Okay. Did I say Magnar? No, I, Already? No. You just no. said give me another uh, roll. Sorry. So. Nine. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, nine. Can right, Alara scan the skies and do a perception check? <laughs> yes. <if> she's talking. <gasps> Please. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, that window is hidden from... That's a 24. Ooh, nice. nice. Okay. D- d- does this oh. look humanoid? It's a thing, right? It's not a humanoid, right? Um, you're not sure. It's it's a creature that has been... It, it, well, it's it's a bunch of people. It looks like a bunch of bodies who are all kind of smashed together in like one little uh, area. So you know their what? bodies let's, are in there. But let's th- go for broke. Um, I'm going to use one of my new spells, Calm Emotion. It only applies okay. to humanoids, but you attempt to suppress strong emotions in a group of people. Each humanoid okay. within a 20-foot radius sphere centered upon my point has to make a charisma save. All right. So. Well, well uh, Kim, so you rolled a 24 very well on your perception, and you could see up through the mountains, in, um, or up on the side of the mountain, to, um, it looks like it would be some kind of switchback that you probably have to uh, crawl up to, but uh, to reach, but it's flying up there. You do see some kind of creature, the likes of which you haven't ever seen before. Um, it's definitely flying. You do see some fire come out, but you're not sure exactly what it is. It's something you've never, you've never encountered personally. Uh, I don't know what they were talking about, but if you look over there, there's a, a thing that's flying and shooting fire, guys. Uh... So, um, and in response to that, now their emotions are calm because Margaret and Cass that spell uh, one of them speaks up oh yes that is it that is the monster is it the thing that we set loose or can no, we tell well g- give me a perception roll because it's it's really she rolled a 24 it's oh, it's okay. really tough for you to see I'll, I'll let you know it's a DC 20 to see that's a good thing I've got it's my massive elf eyes, yo. perception as well Oh, 14. Oh, no, you, you can't see anything. And I'm historically bad at perception so I'm not even going to try <laughs> <laughs> so but now that they're calmed down, uh, you know, well, well, stay near us and we'll we'll do our best to protect you from it if it comes to get you. We can't go up there, though. If we go up there, she will find us. She doesn't know that we're down here this far. She doesn't look this far because her creature is not down this far. I see. Interesting. Should we, should we go up there? Is there anything else around here or is it just them? No, it's just them. Um, hmm. Is that the way we a... need to go to get through the mountain? Is that like our path? Yes. Of course. <laughs> Instead of just having, yeah, Magnar would know that, and you guys know you have to get up there um, to that particular switchback. Okay. Um, So as far as, uh, let's see, the only person who would, actually, uh, Magnar, or excuse me, Margraine and Zalara, both give me a history roll. Okay. 18. History. 21. Crit. Man, you guys are rolling crazy. Nice. Nice. It's awesome. Well, we're not Um, battling, so. Yes. (laughs) It's not life or death, yes. Crit fail in two seconds. (laughs) Okay, so both of you uh, realize that these um, the uh, this creature in front of you with all these people smashed in, their clothing looks familiar but old-fashioned. Um, it looks kind of, I mean, it's definitely regional, but you would say it's at least 100 years old. Zalara, you would have seen like older elves wearing it still who haven't quite caught up with the times as a child. 
Um, so uh, you, it looks like, yeah, that's basically it. You're noticing that they have that. And I guess with your 21 history check as well, um, since that was a critical there, Zalara, you'll also notice that they have with them a, uh, on one of their necks, they have a necklace hanging down, which is an older sign of a merchant. It used to be a, a symbol that would give them free passage through the area. Uh, okay, so I, I guess I turn to the others and go, that that symbol on their neck, that's, uh, uh, that it would give them passage through here, like they were a merchant. So maybe, I don't know what to think, but this is all really old stuff. Like, they're wearing very old clothing. They did say they've been here a while. Yes, um, no, my, my friends, how did you uh, get like this? We were traveling, bringing our wares, and all of a sudden, the creature attacked us. We tried to create a new route, to find a new route. It was mad, they said, but we found it. We found it over the mountain before the creature attacked. And I, I see. Uh, one thing you would know, Margraine, um, hearing this all together, uh, given your role, there were, um, it's, it's kind of a... Um, well, you know the name of the, the switchback up there is Anduli, who was a merchant who was famous for trying to create new trade paths between the two sides of the continent. Okay. Um, so you you would piece together that this might be that group. Okay. So so you were, you were trying to find new trade paths to other parts of the, the continent. I see. Okay. Well, we need we need to go that way anyway. It seems so. We'll see what we can do for you. Uh, yeah. How long have you been like this? Days, weeks, months, a century. Did you find something in the past that did this to you? Or was it her? Only the creature. She did not come till later. The creature did this to you? The creature did this to us. She came recently. How how recently? Uh, Years or... Months? Years. Years. Some say. Days, a few of them say. Okay. Can, can you can you describe her? What she looks like? She comes wearing a green robe covering her whole face. She floats down. I see. Um, I don't know what this thing is. Sam's racking his brain trying to figure out what this is. Um, okay, I see. Well, we'll, we'll do everything we can to help you. I, I give you my word. Um, we, do you yeah. know how we free you? We do not know. Vanquish the beast? Vanquish the beast? They ask each other. Vanquish the beast? Sounds reasonable. Okay, Sounds then. like a start. Will you let beast us pass vanquish. so we can vanquish the beast? You may pass. Thank you. And start moving forward. Yeah, I'm gonna kind of keep bit wary still. Yeah. I'm not gonna keep. I'm not gonna put my hands near my weapons or anything. I make sure it's very yeah peaceable. Just, yeah, no, not trying to get too gonna, close though. It's yeah, still a little bit weird. Um, Skirt around the edge. Yeah, and yeah. as soon as, as you guys disengage and start skirting around the edge, it starts saying, "Help us! Help us! Help us!" We Again, will help as, you. As though it weren't talking to you. As though oh. that were yeah. It's just okay. It's just saying. Just to be the whole conversation. It's normal state. Again. Yeah. Okay. Huh, Dude, that's an awesome monster. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> I'm happy we didn't have to kill that. So you guys will need to make your way up uh, the switchback up the mountain. So it's going to take some actual climbing experience here. Um, it is probably, it's, it's going to be a day to get to the part of the mountain where you're going to actually have to climb. Um, so you need to spend a night out there. Now, once again, if you guys remember, um, each day you were going to have Zalara scouting for you, um, and she's going to have a DC that she needs to beat to make sure that, uh, you guys don't get lost. So, uh, go ahead, Zalara, give us a survival roll. It's going to be DC, f- uh, 13 this time. And can we offer aid or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. One person can aid. Well, it's 17, so not necessary right now. <laughs> okay. So you make it and then, um... So you make it through the first night. 
and you guys make camp as you would. Hibonite, as you sleep, you see an all-consuming fire all around you. It connects with every fiber of your being, every molecule molecule which makes you up. I mean, everything that, that makes up your family as you think of them, which makes up the people, your people. It's all around you, feeling warm, feeling comforting. You, you've never felt so glorious before as the flames just encase you. You know this to be the primordial flame. Suddenly it transforms into Kazdrak, the god king of your people and he stares down at you and says be protect my child and he opens his mouth and breathes a fire open and you're covered in fire and it feels warm it doesn't burn you at all but it's going in and out every pore in your body and it, it, it's comforting though it reminds you very much of your mother holding you you wake up and you look down and your heart is glowing through your skin and your heart of Kazdrax now that you've reached fifth level gives you an aura which surrounds you and gives you plus two AC oh, nice wow. welcome to tier two <laughs> I would just whisper, thank you, Kestrax. Oh, nice. <laughs> you wake up in the field next to the waterfall. Uh, once again, St. Allegis is standing over you and smiling. So you lived a little longer, eh? That's uh, good. What is coming up may break you, boy. You might not ever be the same again. I don't stay think true I'm the same now. Uh, could be the case. I understand that, and you will change, but make sure to stay true to your calling no matter what you do, no matter what things come up and face you. Remember that all beings can be reforged. And you wake briefly. Now, Margrave gains 10 temporary HP, plus your con bonus, per long rest, as long as your suit is worn. Ooh. Wow. That's nice. Magnar, as you sleep, you find yourself running through the forest following Ulfur. You are hunting, and in front of you there are some large, dark shapes. Ulfur leaps on one and rips its head off and seems to disappear into the night. You leap through the the trees and the brambles and bring your hand axes down on the other creature, but it lives. It towers over you, and you seem to have, or it seems to have no true shape, yet when you hit it, it's really solid. And then the creature comes down on top of you. You stare into its darkness, and you feel cold on the, the inside. You, you feel the reality, which is nothing. You feel it in your bones, and then Ulfur knocks the creature away. He stands over you and with his claws, he digs under his own ribcage and pulls out his heart from his chest. The creature begins to attack again. Ulfur pushes it back for a second, brings its heart over your mouth and forces you to eat it. Ulfur vanishes. The creature attacks again and as you bring down your axe, you feel extra power. Ulfur's power and it's raging through every fiber of your being and you're able to cut the creature in two. You wake um, or you wake up after that. So now because of Ulfur's cloak, you're able to cast Hunter's Mark to Twice per long rest. Zalara, as you meditate, you find yourself empty. You're present in the moment and yet out of time. Around you is the courtyard from the monastery in Termez. Birds are singing and you see, as if in slow motion, a bee lands directly on the leaf of an orchid. All is good, all is peaceful. And a phrase comes to mind, one that Kozra would say to you, all is all. This is where you used to come to meditate, to forget about the death of Tamika and yet feel close to her. The monks of Termez have taught you that all of life is made of the same energy. How the universe is made of things which are never destroyed but only changed. And before you, your guru, Hosra, appears. She's strong. She's serious. Her ivory hair is pulled back close to her head, and her eyes are a vibrant blue, and you can feel it looking directly into your heart. Not your physical heart, but the heart of who you are as a person. She says, The last time the world saw such evil, that onyx on your bracer, a piece of the heart of Hathor, helped Quintel Termez herself, along with her companions, defeat the son and the mother. And you breathe in, you breathe out. It's after four hours, and you are once again in the present moment. 
So the Onyx Gem on your Bracer, Hathor's Gem, any time it gives you monastic elusiveness, we're calling it, any time an attack of opportunity is made on Zillara is automatically at disadvantage. Hi. And you wake the next day, all of you fully rested. Nice. Oh, uh, Hibonite, uh, Magnar, last last night I, uh, I had another dream of, uh, of Allegis. He uh, spoke to me again. Wolfor uh, came to me as well. Oh, both of you I got see. visited. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Brian? Both of you got visited. You did not. <laughs> uh, She's still being all secret about asleep. it. Can I do an inside <laughs> check? Why would you? I don't know. Do you, do you think Hippolyte would ever lie to a dear friend? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Yes, I, I, I think things will get more, more difficult up ahead. Um, he told me to be wary of losing myself. I will help you not lose yourself any way I can. Yeah. Thank you. We've got each other to rely on. Seems about the only trustworthy oh. thing in this world so far. Yeah. Sadly, how I agree. Uh, Zalara look? How peaceful. Peaceful, okay. And calm. Okay. You say you were visited by your patron? Yes, by, by, by Saint Allegis, my, 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 my patron saint. I don't have a patron, per se, but I, I dreamt of my, my mentor from back at, at Tremez, and... I think I think things are going to be okay. I think we can do this. That's good. That makes it's good. Um, I, I think I think this means good things for us. Uh, somebody's still watching, so yeah. So, as you guys, uh, do you have anything else you want to discuss or or anything at this point? Or are you just going to make your way? No, what, no. Some what, people don't want to share. It's okay. Zalara, what was the creature that you saw? The creature that was flying before. Yes. Could you describe it? It was a flying creature that flew fire. I, I don't know. What color was it? I don't even know. Alex? You couldn't really you couldn't really tell. Okay. Tail. I couldn't see. Um, you Would you sum tell. up as flying okay. death? Possibly. Um What you rolled a twenty four on that? I'll say uh one thing that you noticed was that it seemed maybe it was a trick of the light, um, or the snow blowing up there. But mm. it, it seemed almost that it had multiple heads or maybe tentacles for heads. Nice. Uh, it, it maybe had multiple heads or, uh, uh, like flailing arm things. I, I don't know. Okay. I, I couldn't see much. It was pretty far away. No worries. I don't think that's the monster that we, we know of. So. What monster did you know Flying of? Flying death. Have we not talked about this? <laughs> when, when we first started. Uh, <laughs> you never explained it to Zalara. No. Well, Just that. So, you, you know, you know we okay. died before. Yes, I've, I've heard that much. We went on a mission from the abbot to go to a mine to stop something from happening. Went in there, so, something bad okay. hurt us a bit. We decided to have a nap. Flying creature went over us. We died for a little bit, woke up a few days later, and it caused havoc. It's been referred to as the scourge or something like surge. that. Surge. Okay. A great fiery surge in the, in the sky. Uh, people have seen it all over. It, it flew over the, the Castle Delacroix. They saw it at uh, Dernholm. Um, what has it been doing as it's flown? Wanton destruction, right? Like like destroying things, like fire and stuff. Right? Or is it just no? It's um, you, you haven't heard about it really destroying anything. It was more like a bad omen. Yeah, just general scariness, that, right? Okay. Yeah, it was at that point that the ancient men or the the red demon soldiers appeared. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so where it goes, the demon men yeah. come. The red, well, demon, maybe. red demons appeared after it. We found a rib cage in there, which uh, um, we all know the former at Hall. A lovely person. Yeah. Who and you, your, your cousin uh, is too, Hibonite. Oh, they they call me cousin. No blood relation. Yeah. Not to my name. Okay. Cousin? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know them? Like, you, did you have birthday parties together? Well, I, I've never met them. They call me cousin 
they tried to kill everyone else. I started hurting them. They called me a traitor. I killed them. Then we found a different group and I we killed them as well. So, if <laughs> so no birthday parties. I, I okay. think they're on a different side of my family. Maybe a few times removed. Like long distance <laughs> cousin. They okay. know about me. I don't know about them. <laughs> hmm. they, they, they called us men of dirt and Hibonite something else. <laughs> you told us that for certain because it was conversation yeah, afterwards yeah, on they the road. refer to you as the men of dirt the, the newer, the newer yeah. ones and I'm an older race apparently interesting did we tell yeah. you about the ritual of turning men of dirt into red demons yes we told I honestly dad don't. that okay I, don't, I want to make sure we cover yeah, that yeah, for yeah, us yeah, okay. she's, she's, all, she's mostly caught up she's with caught that up. yeah okay <laughs> I think that's I just wanted to make Everything. sure Kim, yep. uh, yeah. so Lara was aware of that, not yeah. just Kim. Yeah. Yeah. It's really She's hard to keep up. those things separate, but I think we're yeah. good now. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you guys make your way um, through the, really, you've passed the mountain, or the, the foothills, you're really getting to the mountain proper at this point in time. Um, Zalara, here on this day, give me another survival roll, and if somebody wants to aid, that's fine. You're going to have DC 14. 17 again. Cool. All right. Apparently okay. the mountains are suited for her. <laughs> yep. Or she's suited for them. Whatever. You guys, uh, you you get to the part where you're going to have to gear up and actually start climbing. Um, you believe you will be to that switchback later on this a- afternoon. Um, it might be a good place to camp um, for the night. So, but you do have to gear up a bit, uh, get your you know pittens out and everything. Okay. Um, go ahead and everybody go ahead and just give me an um, acro. Nope. Excuse me. It'd probably be athletics as far as this is concerned. It is strength based. So give me an athletics check uh, to see how you guys do on this climb. How long is it? How long it's going to take? Uh, but like before the climb, um, like I'll, I'll, I'll talk to Magnar. Ma- Magnar, any uh, suggestions for uh, climbing a mountain? I've done a lot of digging, not a lot of climbing. Don't fall. Ben <laughs> <laughs> uh, is not a climber. I'm not sure. <laughs> that's a perfect uh, Magnar line anyway. It is. <laughs> that is. That's what Magnar would say. Well, that counted w- me a 17, so we're good. I, I, will, I will follow you up. So if you do fall, I will catch you. Okay. Should, should we tie ourselves together? Or, you know, we've got plenty of rope in case one of us falls. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good idea. Cause I if, I, if I fall, I will take you all down. <laughs> if we're tight. Yeah, it's true. To be fair. Well. It was. It was weird. I'm okay if I fall. I think so I'll what, manage. We so, I, we might be able to work it out. Okay. So what did everybody roll? 11. 16. 17. In eleven yeah. for Ryan. Okay. Um, you guys all make it up. Uh, Hibonite kind of stops you. Uh, drags you down down a little bit. Um, he's having some issues as the wind really picks up. Uh, he's not loving it up there. But you guys do make it up to the switchback as it hits dusk. So the sky is kind of turning purplish. The wind is really picked up at this point. Um, to the point that it's it extremely uncomfortable. You feel it ripping across your your, your any exposed skin you have. Uh, feels just kind of raw and beaten. Uh, it's extremely uncomfortable here. Um, oh, so. this feels so fresh. <laughs> yeah, everybody but Magnars is not loving this. Um, don't you, don't you enjoy it? Wind, I, I don't like wind. Um, not much wind down in caves. Um, you know, it's a tad chilly as I produce flame from my hand. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, as you guys, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll just snuggle up to you, Hibonite. I'm really cold. Just, just be careful. Uh, fire and, will and, burn. And Hibonite, I, I, I saw you were having trouble climbing earlier. I know you spend a lot of time, you know, with books and such, but you got to use the the calves to really drive the pittons in, you know, or else you're gonna slip. Do you have a reference book I could have? <laughs> uh, I, I might be able to draw like a diagram. I've got some, got some paper and some chalk. You know, just gotta just give it a good in the kick, snow. You know. So, uh, 
as you guys are up there um, and you look around, you do see, uh, being uh, uncovered by the strong wind, there is a, what looks like a, a dwarven man sitting there. At first glance, you may think he's alive, but quickly realize that he's just been frozen there, sitting there. His face is in this kind of frozen, mummified rictus. Um, huh. And he's, he, he, as you look around, you notice some of the other lumps out there are, or looks like maybe some climbers who have died up here, some adventurers of some kind. Um, but you realize up here on this fairly small area, I mean, it's it's maybe 40 feet by 40 feet. Um, yeah, there's a number of these these lumps that are really just the bodies of dead people. Now, when you say rictus, is it because like they're we can see their teeth and their yeah. skull or is it like, like yeah, it's like creepy the, rictus like uh, they were smiling when they died no it's okay. like it's like they're kind of mummified and their, their skin is kind of drawn kinda, back yeah okay. drawn back okay that's better that's a good question <laughs> for the world of D D. yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm there can i check can i like look at the bodies like you said one's a dwarven man yes like like is that like the make of his clothes like how long has he been up here can i yeah yeah, um, you take a look at him. Go ahead and give me a history roll. Sure. Ten. Okay. Plus well, four. Um, <laughs> you, um, as you look at this person, you, you see he's got a very large battle axe that's frozen to his body. Um, he's also carrying a shield with a symbol on it that looks familiar to you. And if you had studied a little bit harder in dwarf school, you, you might be able to remember, but you just can't <laughs> quite remember who this guy is, but he definitely looks like somebody, you know, there was some famous adventure who'd come up here. Um, something up here was named after him, but you don't remember what, um, and you know, he disappeared up here. So this is probably that guy you're assuming, but you know, you don't, you don't know for sure. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll say like a quick prayer for the bodies and stuff, you know, just, you know, salute the bodies, loot the bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so are you going to loot the bodies, Zalara? Yeah. Keep an eye, Joy. Okay. Nobody else in this crew does it. <laughs> I'll look, especially that shield. If it's a good one. I'm going to sit down praying next to him. As soon as he closes his eyes, start pillaging things off it. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to stop it. <laughs> he's going to take stuff, put it to the side, just in case someone else wants just it. Just in case, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, this looks like a nice shield. Maybe somebody else takes this with us. Um, <laughs> which I will. All right, so uh, searching through everything, um, you guys find it, it looks like you're not the first people to come up here and search through these bodies. Um, you find about two gold sewn oh. into the um, what am I trying to say? Into the shirt of one of the uh, one of the travelers. Looking at the shield, Magnar, it looks like it's so brittle and so attached to this dwarf. You're afraid as you start to pull it that it might break not only the corpse but the shield itself. I will leave it alone. Hmm. Should we what get them the an axe? Everest burial? Um, Everest barrier? Yeah, you just toss so, the body off the side. I think they're fine. <laughs> okay. I think they're fine where they are. <laughs> that was a sad question. Not a... Oh, okay. He did re- yeah, he referenced Everest. I'm not sure if he's physically strong enough just to throw someone. Okay. All right. This is for science. <laughs> it's for right. study. What is, every, science what is everybody's is. passive perception? 13. 15. 17. 11. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I rolled. So, as you guys are looting, you look up in the sky and you see a winged creature coming down at you. Hey, um, that's you do, what I saw before. That's exactly what you saw before. You notice it has a face of a, uh, a lion, and then there's another face next to it of a dragon, and then that of a ram. Nice. Um, yeah, so, seeing it up close, you guys would, uh, everyone, with the exception of maybe Magnar, would know just from lore that this is what is known as a chimera. Oh, that's um, nice. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it is going to, since you guys all saw it, we're just going to do normal initiative. Uh, Thanks for rolling like crap, Alex. You're welcome. I know, even Margarine <laughs> saw it. It's great. <laughs> uh, six. 21. 19. So that's a critical five. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Magnar, you are first up. Go ahead, and what are you doing? Is that evil? And I'm pulling out a javelin and look for any sort of sign that we're going to fight this thing to the other people. Is it coming right at us? Yeah, it's coming down at you. Uh, the lion's roaring. The dragon head seems to be pulling back. You see it's a, a red dragon. Flames are building into its mouth. All right, um, I'm going to... definitely is... It, there's no question this thing is coming Magic to attack. Magic missing back now. Okay. I'm going to hunter's mark this thing because I can. Nice. Um, I'm going to... Oh, you know what? No, I'm not going to no. Hunter's Mark because that's a bonus action. I'm going to Rage first. Um, and and what is that called? Mark. Reckless? I can't. It's a bonus action. Oh. And I mean Rage bonus action. Um, and I will Reckless Attack. Jeez. Um, and Magic Missile. I don't think that was loud enough. Oh, well. 17 to hit. Okay, so you go ahead and launch Screaming Magic Missile. You launch your Javelin in the air. It plants itself into the Chimera, which screams it out and eats that damage. All right, so seven, or I'm sorry, five piercing. And then Divine Fury is four radiant. Okay. And then feeling invigorated from Ulfor's blessing. Um, another magic missile. Crit. Oh, <laughs> damn. Okay. So, so you crit 11 damage. I got two crits on that, by the way, with my advantage. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, okay, so 11. So total, you're looking at... 20. 20. Wow. All right. All right, guys. Uh, you hit it. It is not loving life right now. It's pissed off, and it breathes fire down on you guys. Everyone, because this is a tiny area, everyone must give me a DC 15 deck save. Oh, my favorite. That's a 19, Alex. That's a, that's a, that's a three. Alex. 21. <laughs> 21. Okay, so um, those of you who did not... Um, the M's. M&M. 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 Magnar and Margrain, both of you guys are going to take 32 points of fire damage. Oh, boy. You guys who passed will take 16. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, there goes the armor. Oh, happy I have that. <laughs> Welcome to fifth level. Just on the off my hit point. 18. Hmm. I'll, I have a whopping 35 hit points left. Okay, I'm so I'm down to 21. <laughs> Damn, that's a lot. Okay, um, so it does that. Breathes the fire down on it. You guys are all in pain from what just happened. It swoops down. We're going to do this um, one D. What is it? Um, there are, what, four of you? Four right? of us. So, all right. One is Zalara. Two is Magnar. Three is Margraine. And four is Hibonite. So one is Zalara. Um, this creature comes down and, after breathing fire on you, goes ahead and claws out with its lion's claw. Does 26 hit you? <laughs> yes. All right. Take nine points of slashing damage. Then it goes ahead and hits you with its horns. Does 14 hit you? Uh, no, actually it doesn't. All right. That is good. So, um, all right. And then it goes ahead and tries to fly back up which will give everyone uh, an attack of opportunity on it. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm going to swing with my Warhammer. 21. 10. 
I, I did seven damage if a 21 hits. If a six hits, I did six damage. All right, so <laughs> here's nine, what happens. That was a crit damage. Or nine, okay. 19 to hit. 19 to hit? Okay. Which is 14 so, damage. And what did you roll? You just rolled strength, Hibonite. What did you attack My with? <laughs> I don't have, and he like oh. weapons. I use just spells. Actually, no, I do, I do have a, I do have a dagger. Dagger, actually, I use that. You don't even have like a dagger. I have it, but I, ne- I always forget about it because I never use it. <laughs> That's a fourteen. Okay, dagger. so yeah, we'll we'll take that instead. There you go. Of stuff. Well. Okay, so it comes down. It breathes fire on all of you. It comes down and uh, swipes with its lion claw. Butts with the ram's head. Misses Zalara with the ram's head. Then tries to fly off. Zalara's hurt. Swings and um. Higher low, Zalara. 25% chance that uh, you're gonna, something bad's going to happen. Hi. Hi. Okay. So anything under a 75 is what we're going for. Okay. So um, I rolled a three on that. So you just wildly miss. Now, um, as she wildly misses, Margrain brings his Warhammer down for seven points of damage. Magnar brings his Warhammer down for 14 points of damage. Hibonite stabs it with, its, with his dagger for another four points of damage. So how much is that total? That's eight... 21, 25. Yep. Okay. Not too bad. Yeah, but if it fire breaths again. <laughs> I should have uh, channeled divinities. Oh, right. That damage. Oh, and you could have re-rolled your, with your St. Leech's thing, too. Uh, no, that's just for constitution, not for dex. That is, that oh, is okay. the end of its turn. Uh, to give you an idea, it's 20 feet in the air, Zalara. Oops. Uh, I didn't even click that. Um, okay, so it's 20 feet up in the air. Did we I ever get you am... Yeah, I have a bow now, okay. but why would I use that when it's only 20 feet up? Uh, if, well, <laughs> let, me, let me say that. Is it 20 feet directly over, or is it like 20 feet out, and like I have to worry I'm going to fall off the mountain if I attack it? Well, it's 40 by 40 foot uh, area, so yeah, anytime you're going to take flight, you're going to have to worry about that. And the winds are high. So you're probably going to give me disadvantage if I try to jump at it, aren't you? Or something. Thanks. Um, you can fly? I believe. Um, no, but I can run real fast and jump high off of your shield or something. Nice. Well, I guess I'll just cross over. Yeah, if you uh, jump off Magnar, he's eight foot. <laughs> oh, that's true. Just reach up and what? Magnar just starts holding people into the air. Then it's only like a ten foot jump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna jump up Magnar. I'm gonna take a running jump, step step up on his shoulder, jump off. I'm gonna try to take my sword to it, and that's a critical for twenty. Nice. Yep. Shoot. You do that. That's awesome. And then while I'm there, I'm gonna flip around, roundhouse kick it, hopefully in its other head, but that's only a nine. And while I'm up here, let's flurry blows and go for two more oh no so that's a two crits one critical failure okay so you run up magnar stab it um right out the gates and it hurts it pretty badly um you swing with your uh, with, with your hand miss uh, swing once again and, and you do hit it critically so that's another eight points what we'll do is, uh, since you missed with your unarmed, or you critical failed with your unarmed attack. Um, all right. We're going to go ahead and give you a 50-50 shot of not careening off the edge here. <laughs> um, what do you want to do? Do you want 51 and above or 50 and below? Uh, let's go low. Okay. I slow so I, I rolled an 83. So Zalara gets up there, does some serious damage, misses once, and then just overshoots it and goes flying over the edge. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you a... Uh, it's going to be a high one because of the, the fall. Uh, I'm going to give you a DC 18 reflex save, or uh, deck save. Woo. 
dex save. Let's roll that for a 23. Okay. So, you fall down. You're <laughs> able your to... face, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, you fall down. We're going to say 30 feet. Um, you, you hit it once and then uh, bounce a little bit, but are able to slow yourself enough that you're able to grab onto the side of the cliff itself. Luckily, um, you only fell 30 feet, so you only take nine points of damage. No, I don't. She has slow fall. Or slow or... fall. I reduced that by 20. All right, you don't take any points of damage. This really was uneventful. <laughs> Other than you went off the side. So uh, what's going to happen is it's going to take you around, or it's going to take you two rounds of making a DC 10 um, uh, athletics check to get up. Fair. And there right. was me like, okay, I've got a grappling hook in my bag. Maybe I can like toss that at her and she can grab it. So you just saw all that happen, Margraine. You don't know about her magical monastic uh, feather fall. How are you responding? Um, that's true. I didn't see her fall safely. I'm running nope. for the edge. I'm. Yep. I'm gonna run for the edge. I'm gonna look down. Uh, okay. Can I see her? You run. <laughs> yeah, you run for the edge and you see her. Um, the wind blowing all around her. Her looking up, just one hand uh, looking determined up over her hand, grabbing onto the side of the cliff. It looks pretty badass. Okay. And she looks okay. She looks good. I mean, she's hanging on by one hand, but other than that, yeah, she looks good. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, do I still get my action? Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and shoot the the thing with a, a bow. Okay. Yep. Uh, does a 19 hit? 19 hits. Four piercing damage, and I'm going to shoot again. Okay. Does a 13 hit? 13 misses, but barely. Okay, and that's that's me. I like extra okay. Margraine looks over the side. He's like, I do not suppose you could have speed things up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but not okay. your turn. Um, you look like a fine man. I need uh, to have to kill you. Seeing as Margaret is you know, losing his mind or anything, I assume Zalara is fine, and for a fireball just above this creature, so none of us are inside the 20-foot radius of it, <laughs> or is this important thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's up in the air. You should be able to do that. First time I've used the actual fireball spell, not just called fireball fire. <laughs> so it's a All DC right. 15 dex save. If it fails, it takes 29 fire damage. Uh, I may use a sorcery point to re-roll with, like, the three ones I got there. <laughs> That I can roll, re-roll. Let me just check how many points <laughs> it takes to re-roll die. I think I get to re-roll two. That increases by seven, so it's 36. Alright, so um, you shoot it off, and it, the fireball goes up very close to it. It explodes in the air. It looks like it did a little bit of damage, but not as much as you were hoping for. It's resistant to fire. Resistant to fire. I, was, I was thinking it would. Well, now you know. Using and knowing is half the battle. Um, all right, so it is your turn, Magnar. Yes, so it's still in the air, right? Yep. Okay. Um, and it's I looking couldn't... it's looking kind of ragged at this point. All right. Uh, well, I got no other options, so... Magic Missile. Oh, and I'll Hunter's Market. I can do that real quick, so... All right, um, so... All right, 15 to hit. Oh, no, 21, so I got to be. 21 hits. 21 hits, so six piercing, three radiant, and then um, five from my Hunt Mark. So a total of 14 damage. Okay. So uh, you hit it. It screams out in pain. It's definitely hurt, uh, but it's still going. Magic missile. Oh. <laughs> With advantage, I rolled two nines, so I'm guessing that does nothing. All right. So, yeah, you throw I it. I didn't and it... yell loud enough. <laughs> you throw it, and it goes wide. Yeah, remember um, your lessons, Magnar. From the diaphragm, Magnar. From the diaphragm. <laughs> Thank you, Hibonite. <laughs> 
All right. I feel like he hasn't got one to him that doesn't shout the spell name at all. The creature is going to come down, and um, it immediately tries to hit you, Margraine, since you're closest to the edge with its horns. Does an 18 hit? Okay. Really? No. Dang. Nice. It swings at you um, with its, or it tries to bite you, uh, Margraine, and misses. And then it swings at you with its claws and seems to just go, um, somehow just shake you inside. Um, you're extremely strong, 10 can, but it seems to just really bust you up bad, take 18 points of damage. And I'm going to need you to give me a, a strength save. <laughs> okay, strength. Okay. 16? Okay, okay so it's it uh, almost knocked you off, but you're able to hold your ground Um <laughs> There at the last second. I have three hit points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's your turn, Zalara. Go ahead and give me an athletics roll. How does a five do? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so Zalara of Termez loses her grip and falls into the dark, snowy night below, and that's where we'll call it. It's now, true. That's what I get for being a stupid monk and jumping at the thing, not paying any attention to the risks. Thanks for listening to episode 30 of Beholder's Eye. High and mighty. Hope you guys enjoy that episode, and thanks for sticking with us for 30 episodes so far. I hope you're having a great time. I know it is a highlight for us every time we get to record and then release it and interact with all of you. So thank you so much for sticking with us. If you do enjoy what we do, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you use. It helps us out so, so much. And if you do leave us a five-star review, we will read it on the air. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Beholders iPod and our website, BeholdersEyeCast.com. You can follow Ryan, who plays Hibonite, at DuffDuff the Third. Ben, who plays Magnar, at Miro4D2. Kim, who plays Zalara, at MetsGirl. And Sam, who plays Margarine, at Samsalot007. Editing performed by Sam Canary. Music and effects editing by Benjamin Floyd. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. All music by Incompetech, Aftermath, Dragon, and Toast, Juniper, Private Reflection, Thunderbird, Air Prelude, Lost Frontier, Echoes of Time, Darkling, Grim Idol, Obliteration, Virtues, Instrumenti, Curse of the Scarab, and Our Journey Begins, all by Kevin McLeod, Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license, creativecommons.org, forward slash licenses, forward slash by, forward slash 3.0. All sound effects by Zapsplat.com.